0: This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of excellent craft beer
1: and building community in central Alberta.
0: Say hi to Hans, he is
1: amazing
0: at cornhole.
2: Harmonious
0: Gentlemen If podcast episodes were the approximate number in millions of vegans in the world, you'd know this has to be episode 79 of The Harmonious Gentleman. No way. How Um, can they know that? I'm Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all (laughs) mad at you already. I'm Graham. (laughs) And I'm Tyler. Did you know that the average vegan, according to this same research, saves (laughs) 30 animals a month, forest area, prevents CO2 emissions, and like 30,000 gallons of water? Wow. By being vegan, I have heard of the water savings where you're not, you know, yeah. eating a cow. Okay, but like, yeah. like I don't eat thirty animals a month, and I eat a lot of meat. I eat more, so we probably they, average do out. They, <laughs> do they count eggs and that could have been an animal? Okay, then I'm up to thirty. Yeah, per day, you're yeah. getting jacked. <laughs> oh my goodness! So anyway, 79 million, you, 79 million vegans in the world,
1: which doesn't sound. I, like I thought very that many. Was low. I actually. thought that sounded high. Really? Oh, really?
0: Out of eight billion people. Like I would think, yeah. just in like a country like India, if you were yeah. Hindu or something, that would be my, tens of millions. My right guess, there,
1: be, my guess would be five hundred million. Put that out there. Ooh, nice. Have you guys ever thought about being vegan or the benefits of, or
2: felt convicted to think about it? Yeah, we did a whole episode on kind of animal rights, and mm-hmm. we talked about this a little bit. And I'm open to the the concept. Like i i I like all those the benefits. But I also like eating meat, so mm-hmm. that's the tension.
0: I can see cutting a lot of meat from the diet, and but I can't see giving up it like dairy and eggs and fish and everything. It I would just, almost have to be not I couldn't be vegan. vegan, like not just a
1: health thing or even like a climate thing. It almost have to be like a moral decision in some yeah. ways. Like you yeah. believe that what you're doing is wrong, right? Not like, just it's better for me. There
0: should be more chickens in the world. Yeah,
1: I do love chickens. Yeah. Well, good to see yeah. you guys. Yeah, you too. On episode seventy-nine, um, mm-hmm. getting some good feedback on our last episode with Peter. So thanks again for that, Peter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, Ty, do we have any feedback for the listeners to enjoy? Yeah, we we do have an email that I'll I'll read. It's first it it asks uh, for stickers. Okay, and but I'll I'll kind of skip over that. But but we can. But we do have stickers. stickers. Yeah, we do. And I've stickers. been
1: giving some out, and I've seen some happy, shiny faces. Yeah. A nice job on those again, Chris.
0: Yeah. thanks.
2: So I'll kind of skip over that part about the stickers that we have that you can ask for and we will get to you. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: (laughs) You're skipping that part?
2: Yeah, I'm skipping the part about all the cool stickers we have. (laughs) All right. Um, It says also, after talking about the stickers, I really liked the newest episode. Of course, I have a lot of thoughts on conversion therapy with my being a part of the LGBTQ community. But hearing about... What you guys had to say on the topic was very interesting, and I enjoyed it. I also loved hearing Peter's perspective on the topic. I used to think that if I came out, I would be sent to conversion therapy since I was a Christian. And Mm. even if I knew my family would be supportive, I thought in general that people would try to change me. Mm. I also liked when Peter talked about teaching people about the harm of conversion therapy. Because after I came out, that was something I tried to do more too. Um, overall, this episode was something I identified with, and I really like listening to. So, thank you for that. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, guys. Normally, when I I edit and put the episodes together, once it's out there, I don't listen to it again because I've heard it, you know, a few times in that oh, process. Really? But this one, I listened to again the next day. Like, I just really, yeah, I just thought Peter spoke so eloquently about it. I just loved the conversation, so I I valued it. So I'm glad to hear that someone else did too.
0: Yeah, I assume that like seventy four of the three hundred and fifty listens are you every time
1: <laughs> all right um well we, we should just jump jump in here, get started uh it's colder out right mm-hmm. we're not outside anymore. We're officially indoors doing the podcast.
0: Um, I'm looking forward to some nice warm winter conversation with you guys. Yeah. My money on the way here was which of you two is going to recommend pumpkin spice lattes mm-hmm. both of us
1: yeah, ah, that would spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs>
0: these recommendations are brought to you by cilantro and chive spreading the love while serving up mouth-watering dishes and good times
2: i'm extremely excited guys to recommend a podcast to you oh Ooh. i love podcasts it's called pressure cooker pressure cooker yeah and it's a cbc podcast
0: nice nice and
2: it's uh, i'm just gonna read the description actually John and Amanda have lived on the fringes their whole lives. They're on welfare, living with John's grandma, and struggling with addiction to opioids and Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) They've followed crooked paths to this point. John played in heavy metal bands and dabbled with Satanism. What? Amanda left home and discovered heroin before her 18th birthday. The couple converts to Islam in an attempt to turn their lives around. Wow. But things take a wild turn when a mysterious figure enters their lives and draws them into a web of conspiracy, deception, and terror.
0: What? Is this a true... Are they, Is this like a story?
2: Yeah, it's true. Um, Holy. Yeah, it's true. That's... that's and that... It, I mean, that's there's... That's a good hook. Maybe... Yeah, it's a very good hook, I yeah. think.
1: It's like our hook. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah.
2: Similar life paths. And now I'll read the description of Harmonious Gentlemen. <laughs> no. Yeah, we you should check well, it out. Yes, it's good. Yeah. It's a, a true story. Um it doesn't talk as much about like the it's a it's a true if you like true crime, it's in that genre. And really? The
0: name of it once again is
2: Pressure Cooker. Pressure Cooker. That How
0: I awesome. Oh, um, that's awesome. Thanks, Tyler.
1: My recommendation for this evening is uh to just take a break from sports <laughs> once in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you don't have to watch yeah. hockey all the time. It's true. Right, like you might actually feel good if you just kind of take a break from sports. Good if you're your a big sports health. fan, yeah. Right, less stress. Um, I gotta say, this year the advertisements. In it, I, I just, I'm a grumpy old man, but when I see animated ads on boards, I just I, it drives me kind of crazy. And I've I've complained about this, to people, especially when they're all for Bet ninety nine or Bet 360. which makes it way worse. Yeah, you guys have like cigarette ads. Well, like you know? a week
2: ago, you confessed to betting on hockey. Well, that was so I could survive in Edmonton, <laughs> in, in uh, Alberta. <laughs> doesn't
1: mean i'm gonna watch the games
2: tyler
0: um
1: no i th- but i think it's nice i that's i set that away that forget that you know that's that's done <laughs> okay.
0: right um I also was that like, a confession or a recommendation
1: i don't know what <laughs> yeah. any of this anymore is honestly like i feel like the whole thing um know the sports betting i mean i know what this mm, one was okay. yeah yeah so recommending giving up just sports. don't give it up but just like you don't have to Take watch like if you're if it's painful you have the power to stop and to live vicariously through others in other ways. Or watch fake sports. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which has always been my pastime.
0: Your go-to. <laughs> Chris, uh, oh, man. good to see you, buddy. What do you have for tonight? I'm, I'm going to recommend a place to eat. It's in Red Deer. It's called The Lava Grill. And it's just like a little pop-in place that does Mediterranean food. Uh, tonight, in between going to the gym and connecting with Graham to drive out to Tyler's for this podcast, I had a chicken shawarma wrap. And man, was it delicious. Sounds really good. That's why I'm chewing six pieces of gum right now. But <laughs> really, that? really tasty. Yeah, I can, I can almost see the sign. You drive in my by mind's it every eye. day because yeah. it's on Gates Ave, um in Red Deer, just uh, close to Wendy's. I don't know. That'd be like sixty okay. Ninth Street by or something. Pines. Yeah, close yeah. to the Pines. Okay. Uh, close to the Little Caesars, if you know where that restaurant is. But Lava Grill, delicious,
1: awesome. Thanks, Chris. Lava Grill podcast.
0: Uh, pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. No
1: sports, and or a break from Big sports. Break. Like, yeah. let's say your team is winless in That's seven games, right. for example, <laughs> or in this episode comes out winless in eleven games. <laughs> likely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. How true that probably actually is. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. One thing I I hear as a teacher a lot students say, this is a terrible transition. But I do hear <laughs> students <laughs> saying things. You've heard this too. Uh, I'm being bullied. Mm-hmm. Stop bullying me, yeah.
0: specifically to you, there, teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stop.
1: <laughs> um. And so I feel like I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about bullying, being bullied, or bullying yourself, or what like is bullying it? yourself? What is it? <laughs> or, or bullying yourself? Are you bullying yourself? <laughs> Have you bullied or been bullied? Have your podcast host bullied you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, are you, are you guys up for that? Yeah. Real quick hook here. Have you guys ever bullied anyone? Hmm. Well, it depends how we define bullying, which we're going to do soon. Very soon. This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store. Skateboards, coffee, community. Visit them online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe. I think especially as teachers, bullying can be a topic that we hear in conversation quite a bit. We might hear students say they're being bullied, parents might accuse others of doing that. How would you define bullying? Like without going to define like to look it up right away. What what in your mind would constitute bullying? Like well, not an example, but a definition.
2: Yeah. I I think well first I want to say that if you're not a teacher and you're listening to this and you think this is going to be a whole other teacher talk, oh, yeah. I don't think that's what we're we're going for. No, like, no. It's just a, it is maybe we have a different context. We hear the word itself a lot.
0: That's right. That was that, just a segue.
2: But I, I actually, I think about it outside of school quite a bit too. And the way I think about it is um, when there's like a power differential
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's kind of a repeated use of abuse of power i guess make one person feel
0: abuse of power
2: yeah i'll keep it short but kind of like someone's got some kind of power over someone else and they it's not a one time hmm. i'm going to um either literally or metaphorically bump you in the hallway or knock you down it's like a continued pattern of yeah hmm. impression or abuse
1: yeah i can see that i've I've never really tried to define it, but when I, when I do talk to students, the first question I always ask is like, well, does this happen? Is this repeated? Like, is this a trend, right? Like, is it not a one-off? So that part for sure. I'm just trying to think about the power differential thing you mentioned. Um, But I guess, yeah, I'm trying to think of scenarios that wouldn't have that, but I suppose whether it's like struct like, like even just size, (laughs) you know, like the size the person could be age. Yeah. So I agree, Tyler. I don't really have I wouldn't really change really anything from that. Chris, would you?
0: Yeah, um, that's the part I was thinking about too, because I think I would agree it has to be like intentional. I think it's targeted, like it's specifically at towards somebody. It's repetitive or prolonged, like one of the two. And I don't know about that. I got to think more about the power differential, because I think like a small person could bully a bigger person. But it's not just physical. Like, or a female could bully a male. Or uh, if we're yeah. thinking of like traditional. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it may be another way. I don't
0: disagree. I'm just wondering if that no, and it I'm has not, to
2: be that. I'm not going. I'm just going to try to maybe clarify or expand on that. Because I still like a stand by it. I think there is still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stand by the definition I just made. Yes. Off I, the top <laughs> my head.
0: I'm not disagreeing. Um, I just.
2: But like, I think there is. If someone is making someone else feel small or hurting someone physically or Mm -hmm. in any way, I think there is some kind of differential in power, even if it's just in a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think another big part of the power aspect of it is an attempt to appear more powerful or to like create a power differential, like Mm -hmm. to set yourself apart.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and if it, if you're an effective bully, um, you can kind of create creating, a bigger creating a bigger a power space. differential
0: yeah i'd like well, to clarify an earlier comment i made when i said a female could bully a male only <laughs> the reason i mentioned that <laughs> was i feel like i need to defend this sure, yeah because traditional power differentials mm-hmm. are sometimes brought up that you know yeah no i think it be male think, to female so yeah. just a point of clarity yeah. i
1: i was thinking about like um i don't know if this is always true but like when i see bullying happening Sorry to bring it back to teachers again, but like with younger t- kids or teenagers, quite often uh, there's like an insecurity. Like the bully is kind of insecure. Like it's it's a projection. It's like a posturing. The bully is insecure. The bully is insecure. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. If that, that might not always be a through line, but I feel like it's pretty common. And I feel like that's part of what's influencing the need to... to like I need to like, make myself feel better right. by making you feel worse. Right. Mm-hmm. If like the kind of person who has proclivity to be a bully... Like, where is that coming from? Like, why are,
2: is it? They feel like they are weak in some way. Maybe. need to prove that they're not. That's kind of what I think.
0: I sort of hate the word because it gets brought up so much. Like, we yeah. hear about it, not just at school, in work situations, yeah. on social media, and it's. I just think it's misused. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about it tonight, because I do want to figure out what the heck it actually means. So, ch- listen like, to this definition, which makes me need to g- Google two new words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'm okay. It it's just in the preamble. But this says a bully so seek to harm, intimidate or, co- or coerce someone who is perceived as vulnerable.
2: Right. It's like there's a, perce- a perceived weakness mm-hmm. and they they're trying to exploit that or mm-hmm.
1: There's no pattern mentioned there though. There's no uh right. Yeah, I so think that's that's something one. That we,
2: we invented at school because it was being used all the time yeah and like with this it's going to really get this person in trouble if i say they're bullying me right so we had to differentiate between someone taking your lunch one day mm-hmm. which is oh, not good yeah, yeah. it's not good but no. like we had to differentiate between that and somebody every day shaking someone down for their lunch money like
0: yeah yeah according to preventbullying.org Bullying is repeated aggressive behavior where one person or group of people in a position of power. Did you read this? <laughs> that deliberately really intimidates, abuses, or coerces an individual with the intention to hurt that person physically or emotionally. Yeah. That's a pretty robust definition. Yeah.
2: Seems like it would encapsulate a lot of behaviors.
1: Yeah. Like a, like a wide spectrum.
2: Okay. So it's we've I feel like we've defined it now. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we're sort of on the we weren't way off to start. No. And now we're so now confident. I can, So knowing that. So now
1: that you know exactly what it is, have you guys ever been bullied? How about that? Mm. If you look back on your life, do you think you've been bullied?
0: I have, but I don't want to talk. About <laughs> <laughs> but I would say yes. There's there was a time. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. Like, probably. Yeah. But my experience maybe isn't as traumatic as Chris's. Well, I'm going to be vulnerable and tell a story. Because,
1: okay, okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Thank you. Shift the spotlight. No when, <laughs> when
1: I think about my middle my elementary and middle years, not so much in high school, but middle years for sure. I had there was a guy, his name is Danny Gale. Uh, Sounds like a bully. He, yeah, he looks like one too. <laughs> <laughs> I told Chris he looks like a, a short Rob Schneider.
0: I <laughs> was like a short Rob
1: like shorter um, than Rob Schneider. <laughs> and Danny Gale, um see the thing is it's tricky to like when you look back on things it's so long ago. Like, I do, I'm careful to define this as bullying, but I do remember just being worried when I was around him, right? I, I, I didn't really want to be around there this There was guy. an intimidation. Absolutely. Um, because of a physical presence? No, he was, like, shorter than me. He was, you know, but he just had this... Um, he, you remember um, A Christmas Story? Yeah. yeah. Remember, like, the bully pack? Yeah. Remember, like, the really short one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was Danny Gale. That was Danny Gale. <laughs> um, one specific example I remember. This actually, I think maybe maybe ended and there's more stories like there was one time where he actually kind of like pushed me into getting into a fight with somebody else like he almost i wouldn't say intimidated me but almost like yeah mostly coerced me basically to get into a fight my only fight i ever had actually um but i remember one time and it wasn't against danny gale no somebody else right um so he was kind of manipulating me in that way too so like there, there was definitely something going on there for a couple of years i don't it wasn't very long um but anyway, there was one time where he, I remember specifically, he he chased me. And I don't know what, if he was going to hurt me or what, but I just, I ran away. He was teasing me. And he chased me to my house, to like my back door. And like, I actually mm. like went in my back door and he was like right there, like at my door. It was kind of like, like what are you doing? Um, And I slammed the door and mom was like, what's going on? I was like, nothing. You know,
0: Um, so I mean that that story is in my head a little bit but like, was that like a one-off or like these things were they happened a lot they
1: i, I don't know like i it's a little hazy right like i don't yeah. I, I, that's one that sticks out of my memory i I'm, I'm sure he punched me in the shoulder a lot in the hallways i'm sure that kind of stuff happened for a couple of years how old were you around this, this time? would have be been grade you know seven grade eight um did it stop did you move away did you in high school um i think yeah i think he went to a different school or so. i actually kind of forget him even being in high school so i don't either either it was too big for me to even see him anymore or he dropped out and he wasn't exa- he wasn't a great student i don't know how that worked out for him but um definitely a couple of years there where there was a guy who i remember being kind of worried about being around
0: yeah didn't
1: want to be around him and so I i would classify that as bullying
0: um, would other kids have felt that way or was it like there was something about you and him Good question. I'm not sure.
1: Just thinking about this guy, the look on his face, I I think he probably picked on a lot of kids. And I would have used the term picked on back then. Like, he's picking on me. Which is probably the same thing. Yeah. Um,
0: Certainly in the same family of things.
1: So nothing too crazy. You know, just that one story where I was legitimately, like, my heart was racing and I'm running away from this guy. I would have had a similar
2: similar story, but it was a one-off. It was people I'd never seen um, before, and then they surrounded me and my friend at the rec center pool that you recommended earlier on an earlier episode, (laughs) (laughs) but at the bike rack, um, Oh yeah. In middle of the afternoon, this group of guys surrounded me and my friend and just kind of pushed us around and tried to get us to fight them Mm -hmm. and then kind of knocked us around a little bit. And then that was it. But then I remember being terrified. Like you said, like I biked home as quick as I could. I just, by chance saw that same one of the guys that night in my neighborhood blocks away from the swimming pool and i just remember being just terrified like Mm. he did not follow me Mm -hmm. it was just by chance and he was trying to start another fight (laughs) so like that person i i would consider him a bully but it was wasn't targeting me specifically it was just any person who was smaller than him
0: you could find it was for sure intimidating and yeah i had a similar experience biking home from school once with my brother two kids were in a back alley like this just seems like did this actually happen but uh they had a little razor blade like uh it was probably an exacto knife but i remember they said like we've got a razor and they kind of came up to us and they were intimidating us i don't think they ever would have done anything but mm-hmm. we were scared because we were probably like 10 and 8 or whatever and Jeez. we felt like we were trapped but they were on foot and we were on bikes and yeah we got away and I don't think anything would have happened, but I wouldn't say that was bullying. It was just like a scary scary incident. Do you think kids in schools nowadays, all these years later,
1: are more aware of what bullying looks like and can identify it and are more willing to tell someone than we were? Like, were we aware, like, just being a jerk, like, you know, or is it like, are kids more, you know, can they actually recognize that pattern? Because they do say it all the time, I'm being bullied, stop bullying me.
2: Yeah. I think all three of our stories feel like, Something out of, like, a 90s movie. Oh, like Sandlot
1: or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, like,
2: just... And I don't know if kids experience it the same way. Like, I think it's changed quite a bit. I think there is still some physical... Yeah. ...threatening, and there are fights. There's still lots of fights that happen, but...
0: Do you think cyberbullying is sort of taken... Yeah, like, there's... and over? It's, and it's... it's almost more persistent right because kids are so attached to their electronics that you never really get away you could close the door on your bully i could bike away from my bully you could leave the rec center yeah but if somebody's teasing you on social media it's you're looking at all the time everybody else sees it and they're sort of i think that's worse in a way they feel almost safer being more brutal to you psychologically i think it's scarier right yeah and you'd say things that you might not say to a kid's face because they'd pop you one and online they just right yeah get away with it so that's a
1: world that we as adults and parents and teachers and whatever have a hard time understanding i think mm-hmm. like as a parent like that kind of horrifies me when i hear that because yeah. like yeah my experiences is riding my bike away from a bully throwing some rocks or something yeah um i'm gonna ask you guys another question after the break and chris you're gonna answer this one okay, okay. Chris and Tyler, have you have you ever bullied anyone? Or do you think
2: you've ever bullied anyone? Well, you said you were going to ask Chris first. Okay. Yeah. So
0: I'm ready because I was thinking about this exact question that it might come up. I don't think I was the perpetrator or the originator of the bullying, but I think I participated in bullying of a neighborhood kid. Uh, be- and I, I'm not trying to defend myself, but I glammed on to what one kid was doing to another Knowing that he was vulnerable, knowing the other kid was a bully and almost like I'm going to do this because otherwise I'm going to get bullied, I think, by the same kid. So I'll and I'm not proud of jumping in and doing something mean to a kid. But I don't think I ever did it long term to anybody, but I definitely participated when it was happening, when I could have done something else. I've been there for sure. It's almost
1: like a self-preservation thing, like you're almost like getting in with the bully.
0: So like that's why you're doing it almost the motivation. And I can like, just like even picture my apologizing to this little friend of mine after like, I never should have done that. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Probably losing that friend. I don't even remember what happened, but like, you know, I didn't deserve to be his friend after that. But. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I'd have similar stories, but I'd, I'd be a little maybe harder on myself. Like I would say my motivation wouldn't have always been self-preservation, like in out of fear of the bully. Like I better be on their side. It would have been kind of genuine, like, enjoyment of the picking of picking on someone i've definitely participated in that when i was younger but to be i I don't think i was ever in the position of the the guy that i told you that beat me up and like was beating up kids around red deer like i don't feel like i was uh like stalking like looking for prey like looking to bully on people but i definitely participated in Picking on people. Mm -hmm. I don't have
1: many many stories. I remember. I know. I definitely remember those moments where it's it's kind of fun, like when you're young to to do like, you think it's fun. But there was one kid named Wayne who used to chew raw garlic cloves. (laughs) Yeah, I think you've talked about Wayne before. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) I remember just like every day, just like Wayne. What are you like? What are you doing, buddy? So I think I probably bullied
2: Wayne. Sorry, Wayne. But I have I have one story that it's a little bit funny, but maybe I sh- maybe the fact that I think it's funny reveals that I'm a bully. But we would um, play this game called the blanket game, and you would it would be fighting wrestling with a friend, but one person would have to start on all fours, with the blanket over top of them, and then it started when your opponent kind of engaged with you, so started fighting you. So you're at a huge disadvantage. Like you can't see them? You can't see. Jeez. And then all of a sudden, you are being attacked. Um, and we would play this game. And then when a, another either member of the volleyball team or like younger sibling saw what we were playing, we'd say, oh, you're, it's your turn next under the blanket. So they'd be there waiting. And then it'd be like five people beating on the one person under the blanket. Oh, man. And they were expecting one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like a beatdown and uh see so you're laughing cause, i'm laughing because like
0: this does not sound fun at all <laughs> like, they but they didn't know they didn't know there was gonna be it was like gonna it's happen. like yeah
2: because the the fun of it when you would play normally is that if you're under the blanket you've got a little bit of protection but yeah. if you could end up on top be like you you're the champ you're the champ yeah like but, i can see that's a fun game
0: yeah you disgust me <laughs> but
1: you're really well mean, I'm not but no, you're I'm really mean
0: that. to somebody's little brother yeah. no
1: those are i mean look everybody has these kinds of stories right i think yeah. that these, these are not unique i don't think everyone's got something similar i think or, or most people do so maybe we should maybe move away from our childhood stories which are great like a more pertinent mm-hmm. question tyler is maybe who
2: was the last person you bullied? <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry did you think i did that when i was a kid <laughs> oh sorry that's it like first day in social studies (laughs) social 30 (laughs) icebreaker
1: (laughs) oh no captain has the blanket um gentlemen do you you guys think um we are adults yes i do we're (laughs) grown men oh yeah sorry do you think that bullying still happens in terms of what you see adults partaking in
0: Chris, but you're nodding your head. Well, here's why. I just was um, in a Soji meeting for division leads in Alberta education, and one of the things that was shared was this wheel of power. And basically, if you picture like a circle divided into little pies, the closer to the center of the wheel you are in a category, the more power you have, the closer to the outside of the circle, the less power you have. So, for example, one piece of the pie might be um, wealth, like It might start like poverty on the outside as you get closer to the middle. It's like middle class, rich. So if you're rich, you have more power probably, right? right? Mm -hmm. So then you can imagine all these pieces of pie around like um, gender, ethnicity, um, education, right? Mm -hmm. So with all these different kind of subheadings, like having more power, being closer to the circle and thinking if you're a person with um, privilege and you can you like accidentally bully people? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. why I, what I was just thinking when okay. you were asking that question, like yeah. if bullying is something about an imbalance of power, do you think there's times when your position or your status or for lack of a better word makes you like inadvertently treat people in a way? Well, I don't know. Do you find bullying is
1: does it have to be intentional for it to yeah, be actual bullying? I guess that's
0: my question. What
1: do you think Ty?
2: Yeah, I, I, to answer your first question, I do think it happens in the adult world quite often. It just, it's, it's more subtle or it's unintentional or it appears unintentional. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's sneaky. That, that pie visual, I think. Yeah. And even just using the word privilege, like that makes me kind of like the wheels are turning here. Like how often do we actually see it happening? Is it. Because, right? Like it could be happening every, everywhere, almost
0: all the time, and we don't perceive it that way because of right. the position we're in. Potentially, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying. I'm also trying to think back to the way we we defined it was kind of like exploiting the power differential, right? Which I think
0: that would speak to some intention, probably. Yeah,
2: and I, but I think that's part of capitalism. Yeah, a system could be designed to exploit right, like, like and we're, you're just participating. You're competing. In it. So like if you have if you're in the the small part of the pie or the the one percent or whatever, you can use that power over others to, to bully. bully your way to more wealth or like and I I'd be comfortable like I think that word fits there. Right? Or
1: like if you got a boss and you got a few employees and one employee you work harder and you treat worse like because for whatever reason that would be bullying right That yeah
2: yeah but could it also just be bullying that you work your employees long days and they work their tails off and you barely pay them mm -hmm. it's not you're targeting one of them it's just like it's a structural way the organization is that bullying bullying.
0: (laughs) systemic bullying maybe or
2: yeah, or are we just ruining the word "bully"? Yeah, by making
0: being, everything.
1: We're worse. like our students for just like using it for everything,
0: right? What
1: do you think, Graham? Does do adults bully? Yeah, and I was thinking about that, like too. If you is it a learned behavior? So, like, if you're young and you're growing up, if you are someone who bullies, are you more likely to keep treating people that way as you get older? And if you're bullied, do you also learn that behavior and then you keep being sort of not that? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the victim is to blame, but like, is that just? part of your what happens like as you get older like it continues to happen like it's um,
0: cyclical it, in some way it's cyclical
2: yeah can you look up little danny on on facebook and see where he's at yeah have you see ever the CEO of like a huge corporation <laughs> you guys keep talking i'll look him up <laughs> <laughs>
0: no he's a fortune 500 guy um you do wonder though like kids like i'm i'm thinking of people who i saw pick on or whatever other people as kids i do wonder like what is, what are they like as a dad or what are they like as oh yeah a spouse or an employee or an employer
2: yeah and it's hard you don't i mean being teachers we have a unique opportunity to see kids as bullies or uh, victims of bullying and then also see their parents mm-hmm. like kind of at the same time which isn't exactly who they're going to become but it's a Pretty big a glimpse yeah or like a piece of that a piece of that and I think there is something to that, that the the apple doesn't fall too far away from the tree is like, that's a, a, a saying, saying for a reason. A reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like,
0: but I'm having no luck over here. Shoot with Danny. Yeah. Danny Valenzuela, Van, Danny Vega. What was his last name? Gale. Danny Gale. Danny, what? Yeah. <laughs> be cool if he was a listener.
1: I don't know. Yeah. It would be cool. So it's, it's cool. It's not cool. It's weird that when I think of him, I kind of picture him being just a mean dude, right? But he might be like a lovely guy, you know, and he just wasn't very nice to me for a couple of years. And, um, but sometimes I think as a teacher, I see behavior and I kind of think like, I really want to help this kid like learn to not be like this because this could be the next 50 years for this. That's what adults are for, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to help. I want to be able to, do you think that parents that have kids that tend to bully, do you think they see it as like powerful? think they misconstrue it as like yeah that's what the alpha male does or that's what mm. a man does like you dominate like you assert your power like do you think there's some people who admire that behavior i mean my answer I, is yes
2: yeah i think i wouldn't say that's always the case but i feel like that does happen
1: like, like there's
2: somewhere somewhere that behavior is being they see like they're motivated to behave that way Mm-hmm. and it, uh, so it could be motivated by living up to the expectations of a parent or
0: i think I sometimes they'd be like terrified to, or horrified you know oh i'm so sorry i'm so embarrassed and other times they might try to defend it like well the reason they're doing this is because it happened to them or because yeah you know it's not as bad as you say or the other person's exaggerating or whatever yeah and i think i've seen all of the all the above like
2: you've seen mm-hmm. examples where You talk to a parent and say, Hey, this is what your child acts like in school. And the parent is appalled. And then, like, the kid never does that again. Mm -hmm. Like, you you see that. And that's, I think,
0: they just needed some correction or
1: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, even in like mainstream media or politics, I hate to bring up Donald Trump, but like, pretty successful uh, politician for a bit there. Like you know, name calling, like like yeah. that, that's just part of his thing. He just would make up a name and call call him a name, yeah. And continually, like, and you could call that a form of bullying, really. And like, but that oh, was yeah. admired by millions of people. Like, connected with that, you could argue it like helped propel him to his position. So, like, I think it's actually way like, bigger than I think in terms no, of what uh, people admire.
2: I'm glad, yeah. That that's a good example of a kind of mainstream bully. Yeah, I'd say. But it, my question was going to be, if you're a bully, are you more likely to be successful in as an adult? Mm. Like, as a kid, maybe not. But as an adult, is that a characteristic that, if you think about the most powerful people in the world, like, mm. are those, do they have bully characteristics? Mm.
1: Like, do you become a billionaire by being kind and nice and equitable to everyone you come in contact with or employ?
0: Nope. Trying to think of the billionaires I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The ones that tweet all night angrily?
0: Yeah, that's a good question.
2: I'm just... Are are we we okay
1: with it as adults? Like, yeah, well, you're an adult, and that's just like capitalism. That's just what you do. Just how they are. You know, you protect kids, but once you're an adult, it's like all bets are off, and that's just the law of the jungle.
2: It's kind of like like our society is built to support kind of the... heard this before like for introverts and extroverts and i know that's not the same thing as bullying it's not but like there is certain types of personalities that are rewarded in the workplace like Mm -hmm. in the capitalist workplace Mm -hmm. right where you you need to be noticed you need to compete you need to yeah achieve like you need to have those results successful qualities right like yeah and those I feel like there is a, a correlation between those, co- like those characteristics and um, a bully, but maybe not, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of like the, the difference between I've talked to some like women in leadership who sort of say, if I have the same qualities of a man, like I kind of get a man will be recognized as being successful, but people think I'm like a stone cold. Yeah. You know, like, and it's the same sort of the drive or the perseverance or the like holding people accountable. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like, are those, do you have to have those qualities to be successful in business? I don't know. Sort of seems (laughs) like
1: it. I kind of feel like, yeah, to get at a certain point.
0: I'm not a business person, so I don't know. The
1: idea, the business is like fundamentally not a kind, uh, you're not empathetic in business, you can't be.
0: Well, and if it's based on scarcity, it's like in order for me to succeed, it means other people can't or right. certain people can't. Well, this
1: is definitely going in a direction I did not intend. <laughs>
2: so maybe Danny Gale
0: maybe is it. like
1: but doing well.
2: But maybe like like I'm I'm again, I'm standing by what I just said, which I just made up off the top of my head. <laughs> but I like it. I'm, I'm going to double down like I, I kind of think it's true that bullies are more likely to climb the la- like the corporate ladder or be um become president or whatever but there's still maybe a difference between bully A and bully B bully B and I, I I'm thinking mm-hmm. through maybe how to to clarify that but it's there's certain characteristics that bullies have but there's other characteristics too
0: mm-hmm I cannot wait yeah. for the
2: pushback on this episode.
1: Well, and and I like it's called something.
2: basically everyone a bully. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I like lo- it. <laughs> I love these talks because we start off with a premise, and like we get to, it gets so muddled at some point where it's like it's so general. Like we're just making these generalizations, which is part of a conversation. But they, like I'm just so confused now. <laughs> just like I, I wonder, like does everyone have a bit of a bully in them? Like
0: does is everyone have a part of them that would take advantage? They could, or in a certain time or space, like those characteristics are necessary for success.
2: So I've uh, I've called many people bullies. It feels like in this episode, or implied that many people have bullying tendencies. Like basically everyone. But um, but I also want to say that maybe being a bully isn't always a bad thing. Hmm. And in in at least one case that I can think of, it's almost like a, a respectable. Like I I respect one bully in my life, <laughs> and uh, it's actually Chris. You would know this guy too. We we play poker with with someone um, semi regularly who who we refer to as a bully <laughs> when we play it's cards? Even a nickname? What's that? It's even his nickname. Yeah, it's his nickname, and the nickname comes from him just using his the power he has in in the within the game, like chips when you're playing poker, or yeah, and or to appear like he has good cards, like he's good at playing playing cards. So yeah. he uses those power differentials to push people out of the hand and he'll win and win more wins. Yeah. By, by bullying us or kind of pushing us around in, within the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. And we call him the bully, not in a, he's an evil corrupt person (laughs) or anything. It's like, he's really good at poker and we can recognize that he uses these tools to kind of be successful. Yeah. And I know that's a game. But like maybe there's connections too.
1: Well, poker's poker's I mean, like capitalism, and that's the system, and that's the game, and you're good at it, and you
2: exploit it when you can. Yeah. So why do I? I guess I should clarify. I don't respect like <laughs> I respect Tim or yeah. the big bully. Not a big um, Bezos fan, but not a Bezos fan. Like it's
0: yeah. yeah. So I guess you know, in defense of bullies, like it's like you can see how evolutionary like whatever you want to say like there might be a reason why those characteristics come in handy in certain situations and if your game in life is to get as rich as you can maybe that's you can personally justify um, Mm -hmm. using whatever rules to use your power differential to keep getting richer maybe i don't know
2: so maybe the the bullies outside of poker like just in within society that we respect but have still been successful, maybe they do have bully characteristics, but they haven't broken either real official rules or um kind of perceived rules of society, just mm-hmm. like within if if uh the big bully in poker were to actually cheat, we would no longer use mm-hmm. the word with uh we right like in loving in a loving way, just like in society where if you can kind of play the game. Within the rules, you can maybe be successful Mm -hmm. and still be, maybe we wouldn't call you a bully.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about movements that are happening right now around the world, kind of socially, towards like mega church pastors, Hollywood execs, big business people, where stuff comes up from their past, and those people might have been respected for the place they got to in life, but then things get dredged up that are... Like, hey, this might give us an insight of what this person actually is like, or what they did to get where they are, Mm -hmm. where they broke the rules, or they. Yeah. Um. And now there's pushback, and maybe we always knew that stuff, but now it's coming to light, and we're, right? Is that maybe those things aren't bullying, but it's sort of like they had a power differential, they used tactics to get what they wanted, often at the expense of somebody. Yeah. Through coercion or whatever. Like, we, we shouldn't be so surprised. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like, why like, are we so shocked? Is it like,
0: wow, I can't believe Weinstein's really like that. Or right, right. When all along, we kind of know and we play the play along until you. Or does it actually disappoint us because we want sort of heroes and mm-hmm. people who are like looked up to because of their position and then it's like, oh man, another person just did the exact same thing that 150 <laughs> people also did. <laughs> Right. There's a weird thing there where it's sort of surprising and not surprising at all. We want to have that person
1: to look up to, that like to aspire to be like. And if we're actively trying to do that and all of a sudden we find out like they're Ellen DeGeneres and they're not that nice to people.
0: You also sexually assaulted everybody you came in contact with or stole from everyone or
1: yeah, you almost feel through your parents under the bus. Kind of feel gross for respecting them even though you didn't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a whole nother thing now. Are there any uh, people that you admire or respect that, that hasn't happened to yet and you're really just hoping yet. they hold
2: on, hold on to it? You know? <laughs> uh,
1: hang on, Tom
0: Hanks, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That's a good example. Yeah. He's getting, he's almost made it through his yeah, career. He's getting old. So yeah. Yeah. hang
0: in there a little longer. Yeah.
1: I can't think of any right now. I'm, I'm I have sure them. there's ethical some business older Michael J. Owners. Fox, you know, he's nice. just a solid guy,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: Jerry Seinfeld, he's probably kind of a dink. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He doesn't seem like a super nice guy.
0: Yeah, he doesn't, no. but he's funny. Yeah.
1: Michael Jordan, probably not a super nice guy. Great <laughs> basketball oh, man. He, he bullied he's a lots of people. <laughs> he's, yeah, he'll, he'd admit yeah, he's so a bully. Yeah, so a textbook definition of a bully, Michael Jordan. But, by but kind of in, his, in the
2: po- like within the rules, like he's also very respected. Yeah,
1: for playing that game.
2: Yeah.
1: But was he a bully in middle school?
2: Mm.
1: Not within the rules, like treating a poor kid like garbage because he could. And he practiced
2: those traits. And now he's from what a, I learned from the last dance, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty safe to say he, he was an <laughs> he intimidating guy. To <laughs> to but it's interesting school. if we had
1: <laughs> seen a Michael Jordan on the playground treating people in that way with, with the trash talking, like I would have been pretty upset. Like, don't treat people like that. But now the context Not is... Not like
0: let's hone this into a multi-faceted right. but if we, NBA career. Right.
1: But on the court, it's all good. Like in the podcast world, I could just treat you guys whatever way I want, and it's all part of the game. It'd
0: probably
2: be better for our list, like, game <laughs> listeners if you just bullied us a little more.
0: So I didn't know this is where this is going, but it does make me think, is everything I kind of look up to, not that I aspire to be Jeff Bezos, but there's part of that's like I'm in awe of those kind of people, sort of, right? Yeah, like the bulldog. Like you just, I can't be like that. And like, maybe I kind of want to. I maybe. I really think I do, but.
1: It's sort of like, how know. did he get there? Like, I don't know. I don't, when, when I see someone like that, or, or, like, I, I, I tell myself, like, you know, he made some choices along the way that were good, but I mean, he also caught lightning in a bottle. He had a book, online bookstore, and at the exact right time, it caught on, and now he's a billionaire. Like, you can't tell me somebody has, like, earned a billion dollars in terms of, like, how hard they've worked compared to someone else. You know what I mean? Like, right. The ratio does not, it does no way. Like, his gardener probably works. Exactly. Just as hard, you yeah. Just you can't tell me that you worked that much harder, but you did. You know, you worked and you got lucky, and right. I don't want to talk about Bezos anymore. He brings <laughs> the
0: power. So, but the things that we um, we need to change what we hold in esteem, right? Like maybe power and wealth, and not that I. And I'm not saying I do. I just in general, people look to those people as examples of success. Yeah, and so there's lots of examples of wonderful people who aren't bullies that should be our heroes.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's a deeper point. Thanks for putting a button on that. <laughs> we get yeah. there.
2: We got there. Oof, Ty. Can you say it again? Yeah, probably not.
1: Um, summarize. I'd have
0: to. Can you play that back, <laughs>
1: <laughs> listeners? Just just go back a minute and <laughs> hit the forty
0: five um, second replay.
1: Yeah, in talking about bullies, we've kind of come to a place where we have to reassess what we admire and people are aspiring mm-hmm. to almost. Mm-hmm. What are the characteristics yeah. that these people that we look up to really have? Well, next time on the show, <laughs> we will have our 80th episode.
0: I think we're going to, yeah. And to celebrate, we're going to live on air beat up a bully. <laughs> we're going to find but,
2: one. It's actually that brings Danny up, Gale, we're coming for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Special guest. Danny Gale. Um, should we talk a little bit about, kind of on that point, talking about like standing up to, like what can we do about this? Well, <sighs> you yeah that's a really tricky one. Have you
1: guys ever been in a situation in public or whatever, where you've actually stood up for somebody else who you perceived as being bullied? I can say I generally maybe small examples, but there's big ones I can think of that I didn't. And I kind of wish I did. Mm. Um, Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you have any examples that you can think of?
2: Uh, well, just, I'm sure there's better examples than this, but I can just at school. Like, it's kind of our job mm-hmm. right like to yeah. intervene yeah. and protect the vulnerable i think in kind of the adult world i've i've done both both where i will even if it's just subtly like get my way between like a a scenario that is bullying in nature like i won't full on stand up to the bully in the situation mm-hmm. but maybe de-escalate like proximity or proximity or something yeah just kind of mm-hmm. move closer or interrupt the conversation or some like little subtle things like that to try to steer the conversation but there's also times where i've witnessed like uh yeah what we could call bullying and and also just didn't know what to do and mm-hmm. was maybe afraid myself to didn't know how to intervene maybe that self-preservation pres- yeah. thing yeah. kicks in where it's like if I stay on the side, then I don't become a victim of this either. But
0: I've kind of made like this ethical decision that if it's like, let's say two guys who are about to get into a fight, I wouldn't necessarily step in unless I, like I, you know, thought clearly one little pipsqueak is going to get murdered by this big guy mm-hmm. or something. And even then I might not do anything. Mm-hmm. But if it was like a man and a woman, like mm-hmm. I would say something and I have. And the reason I think I got to that point, shout out to our friend Shane. Who once, and maybe I've mentioned this before on the podcast, um, a man he witnessed was yelling at a woman and he kind of intervened. And the guy said, This is none of your business. And Shane's response was, You did this in public. That makes it Mm -hmm. public. Yeah. So, yeah. um, It is my business now. You kind of made it my business. Yeah. And that was enough to deescalate it. That could go terribly wrong and you could get murdered also. Yeah. You you, (laughs) you take a chance. You take a chance. Yeah.
1: There's somebody a couple of years back yell, yelling at someone in like a grocery store. I remember a couple of people in front of me, like yelling at the cashier over something. And I didn't, but the, the guy in front of me started like calm, like, calm down, man, what are you doing? Like you're, you know, and kind of, and in that moment, the, the guy yelling actually was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He actually like, mm-hmm. right away calmed down and kind of stood down and meekly walked away. And I remember thinking like, Oh, that guy's sweet. Like for mm-hmm. doing that. Like I, if I was next to him, I would have you know done the same thing. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I would have,
0: but you would have. Yeah. It's hard though. Like because of the this, it could turn on me then and that. Sure.
1: And in some circumstances, you don't really know what's going on. Like you can make assumptions, and but yeah. if it's a clear, I think what you said, it's contextual. like an adult yelling
0: at a kid, in sure, public or sure. something. It's like there's there's things that anybody would stop and, and do something. Probably worth your time to intervene. Yeah, although maybe it isn't. Like maybe it goes really badly for you. Yeah, yeah. But
2: I think like that's again. It, I think it, this gets a lot easier to talk about when you think about one person kind of targeting another person who's more vulnerable. Kind of like goes back to like the examples we gave at the beginning, like a big kid beating up a little kid, mm-hmm. or in Graham's case, a little kid picking on a big kid.
1: Okay, I was thin, though, so I didn't have a lot of mass.
2: <laughs> but um, it gets tricky when you see it's more within the rules of the game, but you have like or like right. It's kind of gray area. It's like this person's kinda of pushing their weight around to get to get their way.
0: Yeah.
2: Sometimes in a I don't know, a meeting or like a something that's supposed to be a group discussion, but someone you can tell is kinda of like you could use the word they're bullying their way. Like they're gonna get you know they're gonna get their way just by yeah. the way they mm. they behave in those settings.
0: That's a way more realistic example, I think, Tyler. Yeah.
2: And then but those are the way harder ones to nail down. Like how do you how do you stand up to that? Do you you, do you call notice, it out. Do you call it out? Like, say, "Hey, like this isn't like we're not running this meeting the way." Like, I don't feel, psychologically feel like a,
0: safe. safe. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like it's. Do you make, talk? To do you make after? yourself automatically vul, like lowest on the vulnerability poll? Yeah. You know, when you do that, yeah.
1: Um, Selfless act. Yeah. yeah. Maybe
2: we
0: should do that more. It's kind of the way I feel, but I don't. And probably know how talking to them to them in private after would be like the way to do it the first time. Like it gives them the benefit of the doubt. It preserves their dignity mm-hmm. and it maybe would have more of effect. And then if they do it again, call it out in public, but mm-hmm. that's risky too. The easiest thing is to not do anything.
2: Yeah.
1: I also wonder, uh, we, we we should probably wrap up pretty soon, but I, I kind of wonder like how much psychological bullying happens. That's like, you can't, it's not obvious at all. You know, it's under the, under the radar, like in all, and in, in like, Maybe people that you know it happens and you don't really realize it.
0: Like it's like you're doing it to them, or it's just it happens to them and you don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah. Right. Um, like it's like. Or even scarier, you're doing it, you don't realize it. It's
2: like unintentional passive aggressiveness.
0: Yeah. Like if somebody were to tell you, like, I don't feel like our work is a psychologically safe space for me, and you were like, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we only have so much tape here. So, <laughs> well.
0: Well, we should end it right we there. Want to wrap her up here. I mean, there's,
1: there's obviously more. Um, send us feedback. Are you a bully? Are you not a bully? Has Tyler bullied you? Please call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Welcome back to our final segment of the evening, Confessions with Chris, Tyler, and Graham. The Mornings gentlemen. My confession, you guys, it's kind of like a, a trend. The last couple of years I've been doing a lot of like um, digging on like old friends and teachers and family from where I used to grow Bullies. Up. Bullies, which I couldn't find just now. Um, but you guys know I am I grew up in, in Prince Rupert uh, in northern BC and I've never been back since I graduated. So it's been over 20 years since I've actually mm-hmm. been home. And so, yeah, a lot of these people I just never really saw again, so it's kind of fun to look them up. My confession, um, not, not a crazy confession, but I did look up, um, I had a, uh, my first kind of crush I ever had um, was a girl, I'm not going to say her name because you could look it up and, but, which is what I did, I which is my confession. I was my phone actually. But um, she was from probably kindergarten to grade three. It was like a solid three, four years that this one girl I just, like my first crush ever, couldn't stop <laughs> thinking about her for years. Um remember her name and everything and, and, and last year or the year before i remember looking her up just to see and it turns out that she uh now is a uh like a fitness model okay and had like photos and stuff oh i was kind of looking at the photos and feeling a little <laughs> bit guilty about that but it was under it was under you know the the context was looking up guilty like how did i let this relationship
0: slip away guilty or <laughs> <No>. guilty <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> okay
1: not what I'm saying, <laughs> but I typically don't look at lady fitness models <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> it's just not what I do, right? Right. But um, when I looked her up, that's what that's the, those are photos that I found. So my confession is that I found I found her. You know, all these found years what later you were looking for, <laughs> um, and more. Um, and so anyway, Again, good one. On. Yeah, she seems like she's doing well. So That's good
0: <laughs> for herself. <laughs> that's, good. that's great. Chris, do you have one? Oh, this is so embarrassing. I did a 28-day challenge where I ate very healthy. That's not the confession. This is I'm Mm -hmm. proud of myself. Uh, The day I finished, though, I went to Costco and got the poutine because I hadn't had gravy, potatoes, salt, or cheese. Oh, my goodness. And the combination of those four things um, after eating a full poutine from (laughs) the Costco uh, deli there or whatever you call it i threw i got home and immediately threw up really yeah so i felt like
1: you just went all in kind of thing all in much? and
0: then just purged
1: Co- you said costco poutine
0: yeah which like i've had before Is in it- like normal times it's like a one person thing it's not like, like a, for a family the, of six a no, food buy, concessionary yeah like oh, it's hot okay. hot okay. gravy cheese curds like it's big yeah you've seen it
1: yeah That's i've probably. seen it did you go there just for that or were you shopping and on the side you decided to have a poutine? okay
0: confession two I went there under the premise of getting something else, but I knew I was going for the poutine. Okay. Oh, so I really? went, I saw how much the thing I was gonna buy was, I was like, I'm not buying that, and then I just got the poutine. Wow.
2: So was the uh the twenty-eight day uh cleanse or whatever you wanna call it, like so effective that now you can't eat unhealthy foods, or was it just like too much too quick?
0: I think it was too much. Like I feel like now talking about it, I'd like to go get a poutine, but I <laughs> will not. But yeah. um, no, uh-huh. I think I could eat like a bag of chips or something, but oh, just yeah. not an entire... Do, don't do do it all at once. Ease yourself back in. Congrats on the 28 days though. That's quite a well, yeah, And I almost undid it with one poutine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Chris. Tea money yeah. um,
2: Well, my confession is that I take credit for great ideas that aren't my own sometimes. And um, even on this episode... My recommendation for Pressure Cooker, I should have given credit to my wife Krista because she actually recommended that podcast to me, and I really liked it, and I didn't acknowledge that. Um, I think I also on this episode mentioned <laughs> an just, example.
0: Just um, on this episode?
2: Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in this this episode alone. Um, the kind of introvert, extrovert, kind of how society is built to benefit extroverts more than introverts that's something that chris has talked to me about as well and again just kind of threw it in there as if i have these kind of connections i can make And i just feel like i i need to yeah acknowledge that Mm mm-hmm um, some of these ideas are are not my own. They're passed on from others.
0: Not an
1: original thought in that head. No. I feel like the majority <laughs> yeah. of our podcast is essentially just what our
0: wives I, have talked to us about. I think for sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that what we have to confess now? Because <laughs> I got 80 more that we can do. I've told Heidi, like, you, you know, you guys should do a
1: podcast episode just to, you know, our, our wives. But then we kind of already have been. It's already all, it's already all their opinions.
0: <laughs> it really? It's just what you think already. <laughs> uh you know what else I think Good point.
1: is I think I love getting feedback.
0: hmm So I'd like to get, a get a more emails, wouldn't you? Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like emails, and that's a great way to can start and continue a conversation with us. HarmoniousGentlemen at gmail.com.
1: And by the way, Chris, I stand by. If you want some stickers, they're really cool. They're really cool stickers. There. And they stick and they're amazing. I will I'll mail them to you. I got stamps ready. I got envelopes. I am set. Shoot your address over. You're going to get a sticker. Nice.
2: We have Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. And I think Chris might even start up something. What, what do you
0: call it? Uh, We're talking about Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Does anybody use that anymore? I have no idea. I think idea. TikTok, like I would draw the line at. Too much bullying on TikTok. I wouldn't go there. Okay.
1: TikTok, TikTok seems like, like just a cesspool of nonsense. I don't really want to talk about it. But I'm being a judgmental old cranky man, though. I like it. Yeah. I'm really going to like enjoy my older years, I think. <laughs> Unfiltered. Because you're allowed to be crankier about stuff when you oh, get older. Right? Undoubtedly. Like when I'm complaining about the hockey ads, a lot of people look at me like, who cares? They're ads. And I'm like, don't you get as mad as me? You know? <laughs> I demand outrage.
2: <laughs> at what age can we drop Harmonious from our... Uh, <laughs> Our, our title gentleman. and just be the gentleman and just the old gentleman.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. I say episode just, 101. Okay. We just <laughs> dropped the harmonious gentleman. Okay. Guys, that was good. Thank you for 79. I am really pumped about 80. Yes. Can't yeah. believe we're almost there. I'm proud of it. It's
0: sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been fun. It's been a ride. Pretty soon. Well,
1: speaking of rides, let's head home. Okay. We'll see you next time yeah. on mm-hmm.
0: The
2: Harmonious Gentleman. Hmm. Harmonious
1: gentlemen